It's deja vu in Dallas, Texas, as the Stars fall yet again in Game 1 of a Stanley Cup playoff series in overtime. And on today's episode, we'll be talking about what went wrong for the Stars and the mistakes that they made that put themselves in a position to lose. We'll talk about Joe Pavelski's superhuman performance and why everything's going to be okay. There's still plenty of hockey left, and there's plenty that the Stars can do to get things turned around. And we'll talk about how they can do it on today's episode of Locked On Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Wednesday, May 3rd. And uh, Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Create an account and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by and making Locked On Stars your first listen every single day. Be sure to subscribe to the show. Uh, if you like daily Dallas Stars content, whether that be on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform of choice, we're always free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. And we're, we're seeing double, we're seeing the same script unfold as we saw in the last series. The Dallas Stars play game one of a playoff series at home, and they lose past regulation. This time it's 5-4 to four against the Seattle Kraken. Yanni Gord getting the unassisted game winner in OT. Another heartbreak. Uh, and I, I would argue that this one stings a lot more because of what this game had going for it. And the fact that the Stars were able to come back, they were down two goals uh, for most of the game. Uh, the entire second period, it was 4-2, and they're down 4-2 until the middle stages of the third period. And it was all Joe Pavelski offensively for the Stars. And we'll, of course, talk about him uh, a little bit later on in today's episode. But, I mean, this Stars team just looked lost in that first period. And I feel like although this game did go to, you know, it gets tied in the third, it goes to overtime. I feel like the Stars lost this game in the first period with those three unanswered goals after they went up two to one. Uh, they, they take that first lead and you expect Seattle to respond to some extent that Jaden Schwartz goal. You kind of expect that one, but then they retake the lead not too long after. But then the wheels just start to shoot off for the Dallas Stars. Justin Schultz, Oliver Bjorkstrand, and then Jordan Eberle all scoring just within a matter of seconds uh, in you know game clock time. I know there were some pauses uh, and breaks in the game here and there, but when it came to just the clock in the game, it really was just a matter of seconds that the Stars just not only surrendered the lead, uh, you know, gave up, they got tied, then they you know give the lead to Seattle, and then they give them that two goal cushion. And there was the, the argument on social media to potentially pull Jake Ottinger, and maybe Jake Ottinger could have done a little bit more, but his defense certainly not doing him any favors. And I know the crowd was absolutely stunned. I'm sure the team was stunned. Everyone watching was probably stunned, maybe outside of Seattle Kraken fans, just not expecting that sort of explosion 
uh, in a series like this against a team like Dallas, who is shaky at times defensively. But, you know, when they closed out that series against Minnesota, it was some of the best defense and goaltending we've seen from them all season long. And to see everything just fall apart so quick was shocking. Absolutely shocking. And thankfully, Jake Ottinger was able to recover. He played very well after surrendering those four goals in the first period. I mean, that last goal is a tough one to give up. I, I, I won't go on go as far to say it's a lucky goal because Yanni Gord did work himself into that position to shoot. And it almost reminded me of Johnny Gaudreau's shot in game seven last year in the first round. Just a fortunate position. Uh, you know, sometimes you just got to grip it and rip it. And that's what he did. And it gets past Jake Ottinger. You'd love to see Jake make that save. As the Stars had some golden opportunities in overtime. The Rope Hints one in particular uh, comes to my mind where he's right there in the slot face-to-face with Philip Grubauer, and he's not able to finish. The Stars were working, and things were finally starting to click a little bit in the third period and in overtime. It was just too little too late. Uh, they, they spent way too much time in their own defensive zone in the first two periods and, and really just could not get anything going. Also, only two power play opportunities. You also would have expected them to execute on at least one of those with Seattle's penalty kill being one of the worst statistically here in the postseason so far. But the Kraken able to hold strong. The Stars unable to take care of business with their few opportunities on the man advantage and just too many mistakes, too many lapses in judgment, especially on the defensive end. Uh, And, you know, I think this is just a wake-up call in this whole game, really a wake-up call that, We knew that this wasn't going to be an easy series. The Seattle Kraken earned their way to this position here in the second round, taking down the defending Stanley Cup champions. But now, I mean, I think we kind of had an idea, but now it's confirmed this is not going to be the same kind of series. I mean, the Seattle Kraken certainly playing their hand on the physicality side with 47 hits as opposed to the Stars 19. But there's so much speed out there on the ice for the Seattle Kraken, the way that they move, and that's how they... That's how they scored a lot of those goals in quick succession, the way that they were able to just get behind the Stars' defense and make plays, make something seemingly out of nothing. But, I mean, you blink, and there's one or two Seattle players behind the the last line of Dallas defense, and that just leaves Jake Ottinger out on an island. And as good as Jake Ottinger is, he can't make those saves every single time. He'll, He'll get you one every now and then, and he'll probably get you one more often than not in those situations. But it's not always going to happen. And I think the stars eventually were able to make some of the proper adjustments there to, you know, keep try to keep the Kraken in front of them. But that that sequence in the first period, even though it was so early in the game, I think that's what lost them the game because it, it really took them out of their their system and out of the way they wanted to play. They didn't look like themselves the rest of the first. They really didn't look like themselves in the second. And then it was too little too late in the third period. And uh, of course, you need more contributions offensively than just one guy scoring all of your goals. Again, Joe Pavelski deserves all the credit in the world for one of the most incredible performances I've ever seen in the postseason, let alone the fact that he had not played uh, an actual NHL game in two weeks. Pretty spectacular, but I mean, it, the Stars just were, were shocked. Tased, I believe, is what Razor said uh, during he and Josh's call on the radio. They were just stung, and, and I think that that really paralyzed them, hypnotized them a little bit uh, in the early stages of the game. They eventually did get some things figured out, which I think is promising, but you you cannot give the Seattle Kraken team opportunities like that because they will make you pay more often than not. And hopefully the Stars will learn from this game. It's it's still early. 
Stars were down 0-1 in their last series, and things worked out just fine. But you have to make some proper adjustments, and you have to find a way to give Jake Ottinger the proper defense in front of him to make his life easier and to overall just make your life easier uh, as a team. As the Stars were really their own worst enemy uh, through the first two periods of the game, and then it was too little too late in the third for them to fully mount the comeback and eventually take the lead. I think if, if you know if they get an extra minute or two in that third period before the break for OT, I think they find a way to win. They were absolutely buzzing at the end of the third. White Johnston oh so close after a sweet play by Jamie Benn to get that puck out of Kraken possession uh, just wide of the post. Would have been an awesome moment uh, and really full circle to see Joe Pavelski get four goals and then his roommate, Wyatt Johnston, uh, get the game winner, but not meant to be. It's frustrating. It's sad, but I think there are some positives that we can pull from this, and we're going to talk about one of those big positives and Joe Pavelski uh, coming up next. Today's episode of Locked On Stars is brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their biggest price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun that you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game Time will then credit you 110% of the difference. Just download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that is code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. I know we're all disappointed, sad with the result of Game 1, the Stars and the Seattle Kraken in Round 2 of the Stanley Cup playoffs, but we, we have to talk about Joe Pavelski's performance. Incredible. Straight out of a storybook, out of a Disney movie, whatever you want to call it. I mean, you, you cannot write a better script. Actually, you could. You could write one where he gets his fifth goal in overtime and the Stars get the win. But nonetheless, a spectacular comeback performance for Joe Pavelski after he gets injured in round one in game one uh, against the Minnesota Wild after that hit from Matt Dumba. He misses the rest of the series and then he's able to get that extra time off to recover with the team after they win in six games. And we see Pavs come back on a different line, he doesn't reunite with Jason Robertson and Rope Hints. Instead, he takes what would have been Tyler Sagan's role, I guess, on the line with Mason Marchment and Max Domi. And there might have been some questions about why that would be, but it seems like it worked pretty well. Joe Pavelski, four goals in this game. Unreal. Just an absolutely insane performance from number 16, who just continues uh, to not age. You can knock him down, but he will not stay down. At age 38, this is a man absolutely determined to do everything in his power to will his team to the Stanley Cup Finals and, and hopefully capture that trophy that has eluded him for the entirety of his career. And it was so fun to watch. And, I mean, it just continued to get better and better. You see him score that first goal. And you're like, that's awesome. He scores the first goal of the series after missing pretty much the entirety of the last series. He gets the second one, and then it's it's those third and fourth ones. Absolutely insane and absolutely sent the AAC into a frenzy 
the third one off of that Jamie Benn uh, initial shot on the rush. But that fourth one, there, there are few sports moments in the 24 years I've been alive that have genuinely made me drop like drop my jaw where my mouth is just wide open, like involuntarily because I cannot process what I saw there. There's very few moments where that, that's just happened. I feel like there's other moments where I, I did it, but I mean, the situation maybe didn't warrant it, but I'm thinking like, the, you know, the Minneapolis miracle in the NFL uh, a few seasons ago, uh, LeBron James's block in the 2016 NBA finals to win. And it feels weird just because, you know, maybe this isn't as big a deal. I don't know. It's it's the postseason. It's a big deal. But that fourth goal, the the redirect off of that Yanni Hockenpah shot from the from the boards, unbelievable. But that that's just the kind of plays that Joe Pavelski makes. It's unbelievable. But when you see who did it, it it's totally believable. It, it, and it was like baffling to to see that goal go in, and that's the game tying goal and. Again, it's a shame that the game ended the way it did because in that moment, you think, all right, Stars are back in it. They're going to win this game, and we're going to look back on this performance as an all-time performance from one of the most underappreciated superstars that the NHL has seen. And, and I mean, I saw a tweet. Several people were tweeting this out, and I threw throwing one up. Just one of the many tweets about it uh, on the screen on YouTube. Joe Pavelski is the oldest player with a four-goal game in a Stanley Cup play four-goal game in Stanley Cup playoff history. The previous oldest was Maurice Rocket Richard when he was 35, 245 days old for the Montreal Canadiens in game one of the, get ready for this, the 1957 Stanley Cup Finals versus the Boston Bruins. Uh, Maurice Rocket Richard, not too shabby uh, of a player to be taking a record from, a guy who has a, a NHL award named after him for the most goals in a season. But, I mean, to not see someone around that age, I mean, Joe Pavelski's nearly three years older uh, than, than Richard was when he did that record back in 57, uh, back when, you know, he was playing against, you know, the local mailman and, you know, paper boy uh, at the rink back in the mid-50s. But I, I digress. I mean, Joe Pavelski is just the never-ending story of the guy who just refuses to quit, refuses to have his game slow down. Uh, although you would assume that Father Time or some something would intervene and step in. And Matt Dumba tried his hardest, but all he did uh, was wake the beast. That is Joe Pavelski, who now ha has gone from, you know, one. he had a point in that first game. I think he would have had a phenomenal series against Minnesota if he's able to play that series out. But uh, he knew that he had a little bit of catching up to do in the points department. And he wasted no time contributing uh, and finding ways to pitch in to help his team get the win. Unfortunately, uh, the Stars did not find themselves in the win column, but you cannot pin this on Pavelski at all. Uh, and an awesome game to watch from him, uh, and hopefully a sign of things to come from Pavelski for the entirety of the rest of the postseason run here for the Stars, because they desperately need him. They need him to be very good, and if they can get that kind of performance and they can get some other guys to chip in, I think this team uh, is going to be just fine offensively. Hopefully we'll see some other guys chip in and do their part in game two and beyond. But even though it ended in a loss, I feel like it's going to be difficult to forget this performance from Joe Pavelski. It's going to be in my head, I know for sure, uh, for quite some time. I said it at the top of the show, we are experiencing what feels like deja vu, like we've seen all this before. 
Stars lose in overtime in the first game of a playoff series. I guess last time it was in double overtime, but it, it still stings. It still hurts nonetheless to see our team fall. Uh, home ice advantage now lost here in the early stages of the series. Have to have a big bounce back game in game two. You cannot go to Seattle down 0-2 in this series. And, you know, this, this is just how the Stanley Cup playoffs work. And, and I feel like these feelings intensify with every passing round. You know, you lose a game and you feel like you're down and you're out. You're never going to win a game in the playoffs again. Whereas I'm sure on the Seattle side of things, they won a game and you feel like you're never going to lose again. It's, you know, night and day. It's yin and yang with these situations, especially after another bitter overtime defeat, a play that felt preventable and a play that really feels like that Jake Ottinger, someone could have intervened and pre prevented that puck from getting on net from Yanni Gord. But that, that's the beauty of playoff hockey as well, as we saw the Stars respond with excellence in Game 2 against the Minnesota Wild, and I fully expect that to be the case in this series, uh, if not even more to a greater extent, because I talked about in the first segment, now the Stars know that this, this is going to require a different style of play in order to beat the Seattle Kraken. The Minnesota Wild, not as much speed on that team, a lot more bruising, bigger bodies that aren't going to move as fast. And, that you know, outside of Kirill Kaprizov and a few other pieces on that Minnesota team, not a lot of guys that can burn you by, by getting behind you. And that wasn't really the Minnesota Wild style of game. It, it was more grit and grind, you know, battle along the boards, whereas the Seattle team, as we saw again, and especially in that first period when they scored those three consecutive goals, you have to play the game differently defensively. And the Stars are, you know, notoriously for better or for worse. And in this game, it was a little bit for worse. An aggressive team, especially in the neutral zone, that they like to get up on guys up in the neutral zone and really force the issue to try to force those turnovers and get breakaways going towards their offensive zone. And it came back to bite them in the butt several times throughout this first game against Seattle, again, especially in the first period. So you have to find a way to balance the aggression, but also recognizing who your opponent is and the way that they like to score their goals. And that's, you know, Seattle's bread and butter is get, getting behind the defense and getting those two-on-one opportunities or, you know, those odd man rushes or those one-on-ones with the goalies. And so the Stars have to find a way to be more disciplined defensively, but also, you know, you don't want to completely change the way that you play the game because then that throws the way, throws everything off of the way that you win hockey games. And the Stars like to play that aggressive style, and they normally are a team that wins the majority of face-offs and wins a lot of those puck battles. And they did win the face-off battle 58-42, but there were just stretches where it, there were you know times where the Stars would have a really great opportunity to maybe set up in their offensive zone, but then they lose a face-off and they're unable to get set up. And even defensively, there were times where you know they really needed to get out of their defensive zone and get things going through the other side of the ice, and they couldn't win face-off battles at certain times. I think that cleaned up a little bit for them later on in the game. But something that was touched on a lot on the Stars home broadcast on the radio that I was check checking in with every now and then during the game, just talking about how, especially early on, Seattle was winning a lot of the puck battles along the boards and just a lot harder on the puck. Razor really mentioned it, and I, and I agree. Dallas just was getting beat at their own game flat out in the early stages of the game. And I don't really expect that to be the case moving forward. I think that Dallas, once again, kind of like game one against Minnesota, they've been hitting the mouth now and they, they're going to do everything that they can in order to get this, this series evened back up at one. And they need to do so convincingly. Uh, and they need to, again, 
play that disciplined defense, give Jake Gottinger the help that he needs. Because when he's getting proper defense in front of him, he's nearly unstoppable. But if you leave him out to dry enough times, uh, things are not going to work out for you in the end. But I'm curious to hear what you guys think. Let me know if you're watching on YouTube in the comments how the Dallas Stars win game two. Uh, and do you think they win game two? And if so, what score uh, and who leads the way? Who is finally going to chip in uh, alongside Joe Pavelski? It's it's disappointing after game one, uh, especially now. It's 12.39 a.m. recording. I need sleep. I just need to, to shake this one off. And then there's still a lot of hockey left to be played. And that that's the good news. There's still at least three more games, if not more. Nobody said it was going to be easy. Uh, and the stars can really only go up from here. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you so much again for tuning in and making us your first listen every single day. Subscribe to the show on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform. We're free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. You can also follow us on social media. Search Locked on Stars on Instagram and Twitter, as well as my personal Twitter account at Dane double underscore Lewis. We'll, of course, be right back here tomorrow getting you prepped for everything you need to know heading into Game 2 of this second-round series as it'll be taking place on Thursday. The Stars looking to even the series on home ice and then head to Seattle uh, with things knotted up at one apiece. But I hope you guys enjoy your Wednesday, rest up, and get ready for a rowdy game on Thursday night. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Tomorrow.